Welcome back to Podcast 30 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OB Kiev. Follow us at The Odds Breakers and follow us on social media slash The Odds Breakers. This episode is being brought to you by Betfred Sports. For 250 bucks worth of free bets, please visit Betfred. Use the promo code ODDS23. Terms, conditions, and location apply. If you'd like to support The Odds Breakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theoddsbreakers.com. Click shop and become a member. Pick any of our premium cappers. You get their plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit The Odds Breakers and become a free picks and telegram subscriber. The NFL Draft is among us, my friends. And... I got to tell you, lots and lots of changes are still waiting to be made. I mean, we just had one like a half hour ago before I started recording here with the Aaron Rodgers trade going through. And I was just about to get recording this, and I had to make a small adjustment. I'm glad it was just a swap of picks from 15 to 13. Now, the Packers are going to have to give up their second round this year, uh, a sixth round this year, and a second or first next year, depending upon if Rodgers plays 65% of the games. If he plays over 65%, it's obviously a first-round pick. So it sounds like the Jets, you know, I would say that they gave up quite a bit. I I mean, Rodgers is old. <laughs> you know, I mean, it almost seems to make more sense that they should have went for Lamar Jackson, to be honest with you. And I'm not a big Lamar fan. I think he's got some faults. But he's still a big athlete, and he's been there, and you know he's thrown some pretty good passes. And with the right coaching, I think he's uh, a phenomenal talent, at least as an athlete. You know, as a quarterback, he can get it done if you have the right players around him. And he was younger, so it's just a little mind-boggling why they really wanted Rodgers so much. I guess it's because of the Nathaniel Hackett hire at coordinator. But geez, that guy just failed terribly at Denver. So. I don't know, Jets. Um, I, I'm glad that they didn't have to give up a first round for them, and they are ready to win, so getting a quarterback was the right move. I'm not just 100% sure that it shouldn't have been Lamar Jackson, but here we are making adjustments already on Monday of draft week. Well, we have a great show for you today because I'm going solo, and I'm just going to give you my mock draft. I'm going to go over who what they should do, and what I think they will do. I think it's important to do what they should do because I disagree with a lot what a lot of teams do. I've made that quite obvious on this podcast how I don't like receivers in the first round that much. I'm not a huge fan of running backs in the first round. I'm definitely not a fan of overhyped quarterbacks, and you're going to get all that in NFL drafts and maybe even this one, but we'll see. I think that maybe the receivers actually get toned down a little bit in this draft, and you'll kind of see how I lay it all out and going to give you a couple plays at the end uh, based upon the total number of positions that is going to go in the first round, according to my thoughts. Now, as far as a podcast schedule, we're going to have two this week, meaning it's NFL Draft Week. Expecting a big podcast next week for the Kentucky Derby. And then after that, we're going to start an actual schedule so of all future podcasts at least for the most part 
so that people can join in live or ask questions if they need be. And I'm thinking it's going to be Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That seems to be a common time that I have guests on. And that way you can just go over to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. You can also put on a notification that we will be going on live. That way you could ask any questions or just chime in to, uh, you know, just talk about some of the stuff that we're talking about exactly the time we're doing it. And then, of course, I record it from that interview that I'm usually having with somebody and it's off to podcast mode the very next day. But I'd love for you guys to join in and give me your thoughts and, uh, you know, obviously critique mine and uh, ask any questions that you might have. You know, I like learning from the fans just like the fans love learning from this podcast. So trying to get things a little bit more formalized going forward, especially during the football season. But just coming up in the short time here with Kentucky Derby, I would like to do Wednesday, but the post positions come out Wednesday. So not 100% sure we're going to have the time to get everything capped so that we could actually have a decent show for you. So minus the Kentucky Derby week going forward, 1 p.m. Wednesdays, Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Join us live on our YouTube channel. Before I get into the mock draft, I want to mention something about the XFL and the USFL. I I like the fact that they're here, you know, and I've said many times it makes the other leagues accountable. I mean, look at Live Golf did to the PGA. They started paying out more. They started having better telecasts. You know, uh, competition always helps. So I want the NFL to improve and uh, maybe a little competition is going to help that. But the problem is, why the heck do you guys start right after the Super Bowl? You know, during March Madness, right during the hot time of the NBA playoffs, coming into the NHL playoffs. I mean, the XFL and USFL seasons are going on right now. You know, after the Super Bowl, I'm kind of sick of football. I think most fans are kind of done with it and, you know, want to move on to some spring sports, baseball, soccer goes on at all times, but geez, man, why are you guys competing with hockey, basketball, the beginning of baseball and everything else that's going on this spring? In in my opinion, these leagues should start at the very end of June, early July and go through August right up into the NFL season, because that's the time you start itching for football, you know? It makes no sense to me. I don't have a much of an interest to watch an XFL game until I start itching for it. And that's usually after the NFL draft, usually at the end of the NBA playoffs for most other people. I'm not a huge NBA guy, but I would do watch the NBA playoffs and I am betting them and doing pretty well at it. And the NHL is huge. So it just makes no sense to me. And I don't know why they don't make that decision. You know, you can blame the heat of July of why they're not doing that, but all these Southern teams are basically domes anyway, right? You know, what's the difference between playing preseason football in August, which is pretty much just as hot as July, or having a regular season start in July, you know, somewhere. You know, you're going to get great weather in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Chicago, Ohio. Heck, in Chicago, in July, it could be a 60-degree day still, you know? So it just makes no sense to me why these leagues are starting early. And I want to see these leagues succeed, but I just don't have no interest in watching it right now. Maybe I would if they moved the uh, start dates of 
these leagues. So curious on your thoughts about that. If you do have thoughts, please tweet us at the odds breakers. I'll retweet it and, uh, and definitely comment on what you have to say about the start times of the smaller football leagues. All right, without further ado, let's get into a little NFL Mock Draft 1.0. And, man, if you heard me talk about the quarterbacks, I kind of feel that this draft class was hyped up a heck of a lot more than it should have been. And I also think that there's going to be some trades that occur that we can't even predict. They can't even come close to predict. You know, all these people mocking that Arizona was going to trade. (laughs) Hasn't done yet. Hasn't happened yet. You know, I almost feel like that was just wasted space, you know, trying to predict all this stuff. And uh, the Houston could trade out of this spot. I mean, there's just so much unknown. I think a lot of new GMs out there, especially in the first 10 picks, are, you know, keeping quiet. And a lot of them probably aren't 100% sure exactly what they're going to do this year. So it's an interesting draft because of the lack of information. But uh, I was also able to capitalize on a lot of that lack of information and misinformation out there because I got a lot of plus money where I didn't have to. And I've hedged back in time before it flipped. You know, I have plus money on Will Anderson under and over 3.5. You know, that's how you do it. And you try to take advantage of that because anytime some jackass out there has a mock draft that's, you know, has any sort of name to them, sometimes these numbers move. And, a lot of times it's not even just sharp money moving. It's just the poor odds makers at some of these books. I mean, let's face it. That's how it's done. And this is why you should take advantage on the noise as much as possible because a lot of these guys want something to write. It's their jobs as journalists. Uh, they, their companies demand it. You know, NBC Sports, Yahoo Sports, ESPN, Fox Sports, all the big companies, CBS. You know, they demand that some content and it really moves these lines. So in the future, maybe something to think about, you know, coming into the draft. But on our Wednesday show that should be coming out Thursday morning, hope to be recording it at 1 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday, like I just talked about. Uh, I'm going to go over all the bets that I placed. Um, Some of them have some good numbers behind them. Most of them do. And some of them don't. But I think in the whole... I'm going to end up winning this draft as long as I don't do anything too crazy, you know, coming up right before it all happens. So getting back to what I was saying, not the strongest draft in the world, but, you know, there's definitely going to be some quarterbacks going in the first round. And for position totals, I'm going to give you the totals of each position that I have in my mock draft at the end of this show. All right, let's get right into it then. Carolina Panthers via the Chicago trade. Who should they pick? Well, they already traded up. (laughs) And you know me. I like trading down more than anything. But I'm going to try to tone down the whole trading down a little bit more this year. Because, you know, in general, these teams might not have the opportunity to trade down. And, you know, I can't have everybody trade down. It's hard because when you trade down and nobody wants to trade up, you know, you're not going to get nearly what you should be be getting uh, for the positional value. So, you know, hard to predict that. So I'm not predicting any trades in this draft, but I will mention the potential spots that I think it could happen. So the Panthers gave up their, well, they swapped their first round picks with the Bears. Bears go to ninth. Uh, 
They give up their second round pick to the Bears. They give up a first round in 2024 and a second rounder in 2025. Oh, and that's right. Their best receiver in DJ Moore, which <laughs> is a fantastic player. So it's almost like you got a, another first slash second round draft pick just because of him. Yet you're going to have to pay him a little bit. So keep that in mind as well. Now, I don't think any player in this draft is worth what they gave up. I mean, that's their call, obviously. And I really think that C.J. Stroud is still the best quarterback in this quarterback class. And I do, I'm not high in this quarterback class. I gave it a B-. minus. I'm not even sure if that wasn't too generous of a grade. Now, C.J. Stroud had a lot of press lately on his cognition score. That was really low, but... We're starting to find out, and just from the Pat McAfee show, that a lot of those numbers were BS. So his his numbers score was actually a lot higher. So that's just more noise people are dealing with in this situation. But Stroud's got the size, strength, and ability to perform very well in the NFL. You know, maybe Ohio State quarterbacks don't you know develop well in the past, and like I said, Fields still the jury's out on him. But that doesn't mean that Stroud wasn't a stud coming into college. He's a big dude. He showed you he can compete with the best against Georgia. He, the, the Ohio State was the only team that gave Georgia fits, and they very well could have won that game with a field goal, a 51-yard field goal. You know, I mean, I thought they should have played for the touchdown personally, but C.J. Stroud was fantastic that game. You know, He's got the size, hand size as well. I don't know much about his speed, but he did run against Georgia a little bit and gained some first down yardage. I have our, my mock quarterback draft. If you haven't read it, make sure you check it out at theoddsbreakers.com to know why. But Stroud is my number one guy, but my actual mock pick is definitely Bryce Young, and we do have plus 300 on Bryce Young. I think it's just clear to me that ownership um, wanted them, wanted Bryce Young the whole time. And Young is an undersized guy, 5'10", 204 pounds soaking wet, but we've also seen him perform magically at the University of Alabama, and uh, let's just hope he doesn't get smashed or injured his very first year on the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers were kind of a team that I felt has been rebuilding for a while. They just couldn't get that good quarterback there or play callers to get things going for them. So it's just interesting. There's, there's, there is some talent on the Panthers. I wish they didn't have to give up a such a stud receiver here. You know, who's their best receiver now, Marshall? I, I don't know, but... Here we are. It's going to be Bryce Young, and I think that's clear in the marketplace. Now he's like minus 1,500 or something like that. Number two, the Houston Texans. Who should they pick? C.J. Stroud, of course, because you know they need a quarterback. So why would I not say C.J. Stroud again? I mean, for all the reasons that I stated. But my mock pick is actually going to be C.J. Stroud, quarterback Ohio State. I think that there's some shenanigans going on in the marketplace where they're trying to act like they're not necessarily in love with C.J. Stroud for some reason. Now, it definitely could be wrong. So many people are saying they might go defensive end or or uh, possibly trade down. Lots of different scenarios here. But, you know, new coach, D'Amico Ryans, new GM, Nick Casario, I think once they get to this pick, they didn't want to show excitement because maybe they didn't want Carolina to take a second look at them. I think that maybe they, they liked them all along. And even if they didn't, they can act like they did. They can save face from winning that last game. You know, 
CJ Stroud, you know, we wanted him anyway, and here we are. So uh, that's my philosophy on this one. And if it's not them, it's going to be probably Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. So that's what a lot of the mocks are saying, and I do agree with that. But I'm, I might release a mock 2.0 if something crazy happens and if more information comes out. But um, hopefully I'm not going to have to make too many changes from this. And by the way, this article will be released on Tuesday, uh, midday. Number three, the Arizona Cardinals, who they should pick. I mean, it must suck to be a Cardinals player and fan right now i mean they had to pay a ton for kyler murray and now the champ's gone and you're stuck with him for a couple years i mean they're kind of kissing his butt a little bit kind of they flew to oklahoma the coaching staff flew to oklahoma to give him respect for his statue that they're building i mean a draft week or the week before the draft or something why the heck would they feel the need to do that i mean un- oh just ugly man unreal it's just almost a travesty. And now Hopkins wants to be traded. He's probably going to get traded, but you know he's getting a little older and you know not a lot of teams love head case wide receivers. So it's just difficult for me to know what the Cardinals are going to be this year minus the worst team in the football league. I, I, their roster is probably the worst out of them all. I mean, that's what I see with J.J. Watt retiring. It's just, there's some mess. But um, they need to start building once again in the trenches and figure out how to get to the quarterback. I mean, there's just, that's where you start. And because of that, I think Tyree Wilson, 6'6", 271 pounds, fits a Jonathan Gannon 4-3 defense a bit better than the smaller Will Anderson. So in my opinion, I think they should go with uh, Tyree Wilson, but my mock pick is Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama. The biggest fear that a first round GM or first time GM, let's say like Monty Austin Fort, uh, has is screwing up his very first pick of the draft. I mean, the name Alabama on a defensive Jersey holds a little bit more weight than Texas tech, you know, and Will Anderson has been the top guy for a long time in a lot of draft boards and he is a beast he ran a 4 6 40 uh 6 4 253 pounds so don't get me wrong i mean uh probably can't screw this up too much by going with will anderson anyway number four the indianapolis colts now a lot of think people think they might trade up to the Cardinals spot just to make sure they get their guy they're soft last year just a soft team in all facets of the game I, I'd like to blame injuries, but, you know, they weren't that injured. They were quite healthy last year. They need to rebuild, in my opinion. They were kind of like in the middle of where they should be, but um, the, I, in my opinion, they should have tried to trade away some pieces, and I, they haven't. Darius Leonard's still there, and he's going to take a lot of money, and a few other guys. I, I just think that they need to start with the pass rush here. And uh, in my opinion, I just don't have quarterbacks high enough for them to go grab the guy that they're probably going to grab. Um, so I'm going to go with Tyree Wilson once again from Texas Tech, 6'6", 271 pounds, that can play in either a 4-3 or 3-4 scheme. My mock pick is Will Levis from uh, Kentucky, the quarterback. Uh, Chris Ballard is a terrible GM, in my opinion, one of the worst out there. And I think he's just going to cave for a quarterback who hasn't done diddly in college. Unfortunately for Colts fans, once he drafts his quarterback, it probably buys him another year or two. 
you know, and that's probably his thought process. If he drafts anyone else and they stink, he's gone, right? So it's almost like, man, just draft another quarterback to buy yourself some time. But there it is. Will Levis does have the NFL attributes, but he couldn't win any of the big games in college, and that's why I still say he could be the Mitch Trubisky of this draft. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks via the Denver trade. Who they should pick? Well, if you ask me, um, well, actually, if you ask me in August last year, I'd be swearing up and down that they would be the number one team picking Bryce Young. And I thought that's how bad they were. I bet under five and a half wins, one of the few win totals that I lost. And I shocked how well Geno Smith played. And he was the comeback player of the year. Now, I don't even know what the hell that means because he's not coming back from anything but sucking which I, that's why I think that there needs to be some parameters around these things. But I just don't know how um, anyone could diss Geno Smith after this year and pick a quarterback. It just doesn't make sense to me. So the biggest need uh, is is really against the run, ranking 26th in opponent rush EPA, 29th in opponent rushing yards per game at 150. So they need to pick Jalen Carter. Uh, you know, 6'3", 313-pound, three technique. He is uh, fantastic. And I, I I know he's got some baggage with that car accident, but at the same time, he didn't get himself hurt. And it's not like his fault that his buddy crashed. He, he didn't, he would never have wanted that to happen, right? It's just, it's not like he's caught stealing or doing drugs or selling drugs or something worse, you know? It's a... Uh, it's just a, a small offense. I, I raced cars when I was a kid. I used to have a Mustang 5.0, and you know we, we would go find a, an old road and race each other. So that that's it. Now, um, I think that they do go with Jalen Carter, and that's my mock pick, and I think they're a smart organization over the past 10 years. Um, I think that they just make the right pick to help stuff that run, and Jalen Carter's the man. I also like the fact that they kind of fixed uh, their linebacker core getting a couple uh, familiar names, let's just say, from the Seahawk past. Number six, the Detroit Lions via the Rams trade. Oh, Jared Goff. He's actually playing like a pretty good quarterback right now. So, you know, I, I would have also been thinking the Lions were going to be picking a quarterback this year. But um, the worst part of the Lions was their rush defense. Really, they're actually both facets. They were 29th and rush defense and 30th and pass defense their defense was horrible got kind of better a little bit towards the end but being at the they picked up uh, Manuel Mosley and Cameron Sutton in lieu of the Okuda trade they need some help at corner safety linebacker defensive tackle and edge all over the place they just drafted Hutchinson last year at edge so I'm going to go with defensive tackle I think they need a guy like Keanu Benton 6'4", 308 pounds from Wisconsin. I think he's going to be one of the biggest steals in the draft in the second round. He's my second-ranked three technique. Uh, other people have others higher. I've watched him play at Wisconsin. He's the real deal. I think whoever gets him is going to be a steal. Now, that's what they should do. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to pick. I have Tyree Wilson, defensive end from Texas Tech. Many of the mocks like this pick, and I hope – that he can stop the run because that's what the NFC North is going to be now without Aaron Rodgers with a uh, Chicago Bears team that has a running quarterback and uh, obviously Cousins, but you got Delvin Cook and 
Madison and some of those other guys uh, in the Vikings organization that run the ball well too. So they should try to stop the run. I don't hate the pick. Um, I liked, I certainly like Tyree Wilson as the best edge rusher, but if he can stop the run and learn how to do that, they're going to be just fine. Obviously, if Jalen Carter falls, they have to think about him too. Number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, who they should pick? Uh, losing Derek Carr while gaining Jimmy Garoppolo was more like robbing Peter to pay Paul, in my opinion. You know, I mean, it's so simple to think about this stuff. And my point is like, look at what Brock Purdy did. You know, I mean, is Brock Purdy really that good? The dude had clean pockets. When he came in, it was the easy part of their schedule. You know, remember that they they were playing a bunch of scrubs and he looked great. So everyone thinks he was a big, he was a steal. You know, I'm not saying he wasn't a steal being, Mr. Irrelevant, but it's all coaching that makes them good. Look at what Harbaugh did with Flacco. I mean, it's coaching. And I don't know if Jimmy G can throw the ball. I don't know if he can whip it like Derek Carr does. You know, he did throw less interceptions, and I expect him to throw less interceptions, but his arm and his legs will take a hit here because Garoppolo's legs are not as good as Derek Carr's. Losing tight end Darren Waller is rough. Maybe Austin Hooper signing makes up for it. They need to get the best corner in the draft, in my opinion here. Now that they think they have a quarterback, they just couldn't stop the pass. Um, and they've paid for pass rushers already, like Chandler Jones. So they gotta they gotta go cornerback. And I say go with Devin Witherspoon, who is about six feet tall, two hundred pounds from Illinois. I'm a Big Ten fan, as you know. And I've watched Devin Witherspoon play. And he is the truth. He elected not to participate in the combine, but he did run a 4.46 and a 4.42 at his pro day. Okay? So, I also think that he moves on the field a lot faster than people think. Moving in pads is different than moving in underwear when you're sitting there running in the combine. Witherspoon has the instincts of an amazing quarterback. I think he's the best of the uh, draft. I saw Illinois play with him. He was absolutely fantastic. I I think he's got NFL written all over him, and I think the Raiders do pick him and make the smart choice. Come on, don't bullshit me. Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons, who they should pick. The Falcons were not really good at anything except for running the football, and part of the reason that they ran so well was the fact that they really just c- couldn't throw the ball, breaking 31st and passing yards per game. I mean, defense... All you had to do was stack the box against Atlanta, and you were fine. Now, with Mariota gone, Desmond Ritter takes the helm. I'm not sure that Ritter's going to be successful at the next level. I'm certainly not 100% sure of that. And the Falcons really need a lot of picks, so trading down makes the most sense, obviously. I think they should trade down and draft uh, Hendon Hooker. You know, that's what I think they should do. Um, So I'm putting Hendon Hooker as the move here, being that Hendon Hooker's my number two guy. I said Ritter can try it out for a while, and Hooker heals up from that ACL. He should be ready to go in. And what's the problem with having two potential young and good quarterbacks and more picks to fix that awful defense? Not one pick here is going to fix anything, you know. But being that I need a mock pick, I'm going to say it's Nolan Smith, edge from Georgia. Uh, being 
from the state of the best college football defense certainly helps Atlanta, Georgia. You know, obviously they're they're they've probably seen a lot of Nolan Smith and the Falcons were dead last in pressure rate over the last two years, and they need to fix that. They could also go corner here, but the Jeff Akuda trade might have made them feel a little more content. I don't know why Akuda can get it done with the Lions, though. Number nine, the Chicago Bears via the Carolina Panthers trade. So there's a right way and a wrong way the Bears could go about doing this. Being a Bears fan myself, I've listened to a million ignorant fans screaming for guys like B. John Robinson, Jackson Smith, Najigba, you know, s- stuff that's not necessarily going to even move the needle uh, because you're still in your, you know, probably second phase of your rebuild. If that, yeah, but you were the worst team last year, right? <laughs> so you still fix in the offensive line. You know, you also picked up Foreman. You have Khalil Herbert. No reason to do something stupid. Get the best tackle in the draft and Darnell Wright from Tennessee. He would be the right move. And I do think that Ryan Poles does do it right and drafts Darnell Wright from Tennessee. So if you look at Will Anderson's tape, there's one guy that he could not get through and one guy that he did poor against, and that was Darnell Wright. And that's part of the reason why he's my best offensive tackle in the draft, but everything just kind of looks great for him. He's huge. At 6'5", 335 pounds, you know. This would finally set up the Bears and Justin Field for success. With all the moves the Bears have made, getting a guy like this would give Justin Fields no excuses. You know, he's got capable running backs, three good receivers, uh, rebalanced offensive line, and, you know, sky's the limit. Obviously, he needs good plays, but it's time for the Bears to start making the smart moves, and I think Darnell Wright would be the best for this team, and I think they get it done. Number 10, the Philadelphia Eagles, who they should pick. The Eagles are the most stacked team in football, but they unfortunately had to give up a few players like defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, linebacker TJ Edwards, and tackle Andre Dillard uh, to make room to pay Mr. Jalen Hurts. I honestly would be fine with any of those positions, you know, linebacker, tackle, or defensive tackle, but why not protect your investment by picking the next best offensive tackle in Roderick Jones, 6'5", 311 pounds from Georgia. Jones allowed zero sacks in 449 pass-blocking attempts. Amazing. My mock pick, I'm going to go with Luke Van Ness, defensive end, from Iowa. Sounds like the Eagles will find a void in Brandon Graham coming up soon. He's not going to have much time left on this team. Van Ness is a 4-3 size guy. 6'5", 271 pounds. And I want to say there's a lot of drafts that have them picking Nolan Smith in their mocks. Well, do the research here because Smith is 6'2", 238 pounds, and he's going to be in a 3'4 to succeed, unless you're going to convert him to just outside linebacker. But in you know they primarily will blitz less in a 4'3 scheme than the outside linebackers in a 3'4. 
Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans at number 11, who they should pick. Titans choked away their chances to get to the playoffs last year. And I think Ryan Tannehill is kind of playing on borrowed time here. That's what everyone's saying. He's not happy with the organization. And the organization, I think, is kind of a mess. You know, they lost guard Nate Davis and their defensive end Demarcus Walker to the Bears. Both those guys to the Bears. Being that they could get a good guard in the second round, I say go with another edge rusher like Nolan Smith. Now, this is the spot where I like Nolan Smith. 6'2", 238 pounds. Nolan ran an amazing 4.3940 at the Combine, and the Georgia logo goes a long way. The Titans have a 3-4 defense. But my mock pick, and I think they do something stupid here, is Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. Oh, no! I mean, if you read my quarterback rankings, he's number seven. You know, he shouldn't even be in the top four rounds here when it comes to being a drafted quarterback. I, I think he's a tight end, personally. He doesn't throw the ball accurately. Uh, you know, it's kind of from Florida. I think it you know, brings you back to the Tim Tebow stuff, right? But um, he's actually worse with passer so far than Tim Tebow, at least from a percentage standpoint at Florida. 54% last year. If you watch their games, he won because of his legs. Now, he's an amazing raw athlete, and if he's okay to switch to tight end, maybe you do pick him a little bit earlier. Can he catch the ball? I don't know. I'd have him run some routes if I was working him out. But, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, everyone falls in love with a lot of the noise the media puts out. Like, oh, my God, he ran a 446. He's 245 pounds. Look at him. He's a beast. You know, it doesn't mean that he can translate to big guys in the NFL. It's a different game in the NFL. Plus, you got Ryan Tannehill there. That's probably going to be even more upset if you go with this pick. I hate this pick, but that's what the mock says. I'm. Let's hope they are a little smarter than that. A lot of mocks have them going up and trading for uh, getting C.J. Stroud at maybe number two or number three. Number 12, the Houston Texans via Cleveland from that trade. Who they should pick? The Texans could pretty much justify any big player here. They need so much. I will say they did beef up their interior defensive line and running back positions in free agency. Now that... The Texans have their quarterback, we think, <laughs> in C.J. Stroud from my mock pick. The next logical steps to get to the other team's quarterback. Miles Murphy, 6'5", 268 pounds from Clemson, sure looks the part. He had a the second most sacks in the ACC over the past three years. He sizes well for the 4-3 defense. So we are going to go with Miles Murphy, but unfortunately, Houston is a terrible organization. So my mock pick is Jackson Smith Najigba, wide receiver from Ohio State. This is a no-brainer for their organization, being that they now have C.J. Stroud, who threw to him. I just disagree with it. I don't think they're ready to draft a wide receiver. I think they need to beef, beef up their offensive line. I have some serious reservations about Jackson, being that he didn't play much in college, benefited from the Rose Bowl, um, going against a, def a depleted backfield. You know, if you remember, a lot of people were sitting out from the cornerback position or injured for Utah that year. So, it, you know, hurt all last year, kind of didn't come back in the playoffs 
big reservations for me, but that's who my mock pick is, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers via the trade with the New York Jets that just happened a little while ago. Now, the Packers are in an interesting spot because they know if Jordan Love is good or can be good. I mean, he's practiced with them for years now. We don't know if he's really good or has a chance. We've seen him a little bit. We've seen him play the Kansas City game. He just kind of looked like, kind of like how Trey Lance looked with the 49ers, you know, nothing much. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they want a quarterback. I don't know. You know, Packer fans wouldn't mind if you had maybe one of them on their list. I, I think waiting till like a guy like Jake Hayner is available is a better bet for them to give it a shot. If they don't draft Hennon Hooker, because Hennon Hooker would be my next logical pick. But also, the Packers have been giving up a ton of rushing yards every single year. Last year, 139.5, ringing 26 in the NFL per game. The Packers need some five techniques. Sometimes people call them seven techniques. I call them five techniques. Basically, the left and right defensive ends on a 3-4 defense. And they also probably need somebody that can catch the ball. But what's more important, in my opinion, is stopping the run in the NFC North. Tight ends are deep in this draft, right? I like Miles Murphy from Clemson, 6'5", 268 pounds. Big guy, can play in this system. I think he would be a fantastic addition to the Green Bay Packers and help stuff that run. But unfortunately, my mock pick is going to be a tight end because they want to stick it to Rodgers finally drafting a pass catcher in the first round. Fucking bullshit! I mean, that's what Aaron Rodgers was going to say. And maybe a bunch of Aaron Rodgers fans and maybe some Packer fans. But in all seriousness, they're going to draft a tight end because they need a tight end. <laughs> okay? I mean, Robert Tanyan's gone. You know, looking at the Packers depth chart under tight end it's looking pretty bleak lately matter of fact i don't even know if josiah deguerra is any is played much i mean let's he's number one on their depth chart right now josiah deguerra he played he has 13 receptions okay 15 targets, 114 yards. So apparently he did play some. I must have just kind of forgot being that it's not football season. But I can't imagine that he's a top guy there. So I think they go with Michael Mayer. Now here's the thing, at least Michael Mayer is my top tight end. Um, He's the safest bet over Dalton Kincaid, in my opinion. People say Dalton Kincaid is the better athlete. What? Not by much. Mayor can run block, and that's going to really help Matt LaFleur's run-heavy offense. So, 
even though I think tight ends can be found later, and I say go with edge, or sorry, not edge, 3-4 def- defensive end, 5 technique, let's go with the mock pick for Ed Michael Meyer, tight end Notre Dame. Number 14, the New England Patriots. I really hate trying to predict what Belichick wants to do. I hate it because it's hard, you know. Uh, it's baffled draftologists for many years. And I have to imagine the fact that Isaiah Wynn is gone leaves a pretty big void on their offensive line. So some mock drafts have the Pats trading down, and that just might happen. But for now, I'm going to go with Broderick Jones for my mock, or sorry, for my who they should pick, 6'5", 311 pounds. But they won't because nobody listens to me. And here's my mock pick. Well, what do you know? It's Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. Can you believe it? This guy, as I stated before, is a monster at 6'5", 311 pounds. It's it's hard to figure out how these offensive linemen are dropping so far in the draft. Jones has allowed zero sacks in 449 passing attempts. So I mentioned that earlier. The Patriots might consider themselves pretty lucky here to get him. And he's probably going to be a key piece in keeping Mac Jones upright this year. Mac Jones had very bad pass protection, if you can remember. Pick number 15, the New York Jets via the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Jets certainly lost some interior defense. Now they just gained a quarterback, right? They also lost some offensive line. Look at the big trade. Um, They're going to lose some picks because of it. Now, I suppose if you don't go offense here to help Rodgers, I mean, the Jets are pretty ready to win, right? And that's kind of why I kind of like Lamar in this situation more than any other situation. Uh, I was talking about Lamar and where he could possibly go in other podcasts. Garrett Wilson is there. Corey Davis, Alan Lazard now from the Packers. He's back with thrown from Rodgers to Lazard. Got Nathaniel Hackett at offensive coordinator. I think that Mekhi Becton is looked at as a bust. So he hasn't been playing well. He's been hurt a lot. They drafted Elijah Vera Tucker last year, but I still think um, they go with Paris Johnson or in case the Pats don't pick Broderick Jones, they would go with him. But since I have the Pats taking Broderick Jones, I'm going to go with Paris Johnson and Rogers legacy is going to be on the line here. So they better not screw this up and go defense. <laughs> we have to remember that it's never Aaron Rodgers' fault. So you better draft someone on the offensive line I think that's the direction that they're going to go, being that they have some good receivers, Tyler Conklin, C.J. Ozuma. can't believe Ozuma is actually the second string there. Two good tight ends, uh, three capable receivers. Garrett Wilson was fantastic last year. Yeah, they're going to protect Rodgers. Number 16, the Washington Commies, the Commanders, who they should pick. It sounds like the commanders are pretty content with quarterback Sam Howell. 
He actually finished the season well, beating an unmotivated Dallas team at the end of the regular season. Just such a weird spot that was for Dallas. He was also a projected top draft pick, though, at one time before he lost all of his playmakers to North Carolina. That's another thing about Sam Howell. You have to remember, the dude was really good with good guys, and then they lost everybody, but he had to stay, or he chose to stay. Can't remember which one it was, but why not? You know, I mean, they're picking number 16th. They'd have to give up a bunch of capital if they wanted to take a shot on some of those top quarterbacks. Now, the commies could use a tight end, but they need to cover big wide receivers in the NFC East. And that pick should take priority. So tight ends are deeper. Joey Porter, 6'3", 193 pounds here, being that he has the larger size over Christian Gonzalez is kind of who I like. He also has some better instincts. So he's my second best tight end. And I think the commanders actually follow through. My mock pick is Joey Porter, cornerback from Penn State. He's got great instincts. He can keep up with guys like uh, C.D. Lamb, possibly, definitely with A.J. Brown. Don't know if he can outmuscle A.J. Brown, but he's got some muscle on him. So this is why I like his size. And I think it's a perfect pick for the Washington Commanders. Number 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who they should pick. The Steelers were pretty good on defense, but losing Cameron Sutton might hurt some. But what did they do? They went and signed a washed-up Patrick Peterson for two years. Uh, $14 million. <laughs> it's, I don't like that move at all. He was terrible on the Vikings. Waste of money. $7 million apiece for a guy that's all mouth, no play. Horrible play. But they also lost Devin Bush, inside linebacker, and uh, Robert Spillane. That wasn't good either because he was another linebacker that played some time too. So <laughs> they gained Cole Holcomb from Washington, I guess, uh, which was a, which is a linebacker as well. I'm not that big on him, but... Uh, I'm fine with corner or linebacker to fill those two voids in this situation. But being that linebackers are not rated that high in this draft, I recommend going with a corner. And you still have Christian Gonzalez, which is my third best corner there. 6'1", 197 pounds from Oregon. He ran the fastest 40 out of those three. Um, 4.38. So, you know, he's got some good measurables coming into the draft. He was good at Oregon. He wasn't great. He was good. He got better as the season moved along, I suppose. But yeah, he's he's the mock pick here. And uh, I think the Steelers will go with him as well. And uh, they get it right. And they need to continue to build and stop guys like Jamar Chase and now Odell Beckham on the, on the uh, Ravens. So they got their hands full with wide receivers and there's some good ones on Cleveland as well. Number 18, the Detroit Lions, who they should pick. Well, I stress picking Keanu Benton even more at this position for them. But being that I used him already, the Lions could use a tight end help to fill in the TJ Hawkinson trade void. Wasn't a big fan of that trade. They almost made the playoffs too. And I wonder... Maybe if he played, they would have won a couple of those games. But now that Jamison Williams is suspended, 
for gambling and betting on college football games for six games, which I think is crazy because buying a stock is gambling. Um, A pass catcher in this situation might not hurt. Let's go with Darno Washington from Georgia. This man is a beast who should be able to block some. I know he wasn't the best pass-catching tight end on his team, but it isn't his fault that his team was stacked at Georgia. With my mock pick, we are going with Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. Lots of mock drafts have Detroit picking Bijan Robinson here at 18. Some people are saying he's not even going to be available. So that, that would be wrong in my mock draft if that's the case. But I just don't see it after they signed David Montgomery. You know, you got Swift there still. Why would you go another running back unless you just completely plan on bailing on Swift after next year? I don't know. You know, it's just kind of strange to me why they would waste a pick on a running back here. So I'm going against that. And I think uh, they go with Dalton Kincaid. Now, he is a great pass catcher, but he's also an injury risk with that back problem he had at the end. He got a clear bill of health from doctors, but don't they all? You know, we'll see what happens. But I think the the Lions will go with uh, Dalton Kincaid because they're afraid that uh, he could drop out of the draft. You have to also remember they drafted, uh, in my mock, Tyree Wilson earlier at number six. Next, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who they should pick. Now, it's really tough for me to figure out this Buccaneers team, especially right here. I mean, they still have a bunch of talent on the roster, yet they're kind of in a mini rebuild. No quarterback, you know? I guess they signed Baker Mayfield. But they can can they really trust Baker Mayfield? What are they doing with Kyle Trask as well? You know, I mean, why did you bother drafting him? He's just kind of been on the shelf behind Tom Brady. I mean, if he's not ready now, he's clearly not good. I mean, if you're if you had to pick up Baker Mayfield, you know, I mean, what does that say? Maybe you want them to compete and see who's gonna win, but it's probably gonna be Baker. I mean, he's got the NFL experience. I don't know. This Kyle Trask thing was just very strange to me. But there's just so many questions. And the logical thing to do is really trade down. I think they're going to trade down. And I think that if they don't trade down, going offense or defensive line is best. And Miles Murphy kind of fits the bill from Clemson in this situation with uh, Shaq Barrett aging. And he was injured all season last year. So my mock pick is that. Miles Murphy, edge from Clemson. I, I don't like mock trades, so I can't do them. Um, it makes sense for the Bucks to fix uh, this defensive front. I, I think that they definitely took a step back. I mean, the Bucks were the best team against the run for a while, opponent rushing yards per game, and they moved down to 15 last year You know, with some of those losses, and they need to kind of fix that and I think it's a pretty safe pick here looking at Miles Murphy's numbers uh, from college he's a run stopper and he can definitely get to the quarterback number 20 the Seattle Seahawks who they should pick Miles Murphy was the one that got away here because it would have been the perfect addition to the Sea Chickens at this spot so 
unfortunately, they're in a position where I feel like their guy is going to get snagged right before they knew it. Let's beef up that offensive line, though, with Peter Skoronsky, 6'4", 313 pounds from Northwestern. Skoronsky is versatile and can play multiple positions in the offensive line. So I kind of like the fact that he can be slotted in at guard in this situation. He's not necessarily my next best offensive tackle, but he can block. He's also a smart kid being at Northwestern. Just a great addition to the offensive line here. It's a safe pick, but unfortunately... Some teams don't listen to me, and my mock pick is going to be Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. Being that they just picked up defensive tackle Draymond Jones and linebacker Bobby Wagner is back on the Seahawks in free agency, I think that maybe they panic and they draft a wide receiver. I do not like drafting wide receivers in the first round. Uh, They don't really move the needle for me, and there's many situations that teams like the Patriots – and the Kansas City Chiefs just proved it last year. It's not about the wide receivers that are making you win Super Bowls. Um, Addison's just been a top NFL draft prospect since he's played with Kenny Pickett even before USC on the Pittsburgh Panthers. So Jordan Addison is my mock pick for the Seahawks. I mean, let's face it, after DK Math, uh, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who do you have? D. Eskridge, Cade Johnson, Co- Cody Thompson, Dariq Young, a bunch of guys you haven't heard of. All right, number 21, the Los Angeles Chargers, who they should pick. Really not a lot of movement for the Bolts and free agency, minus re-signing some of their own guys. The Chargers really need some help against the run. And there are still some top linebackers out there. My best inside linebacker in the draft is Jack Campbell. 6'5", 249 pounds from Iowa. The Hawkeyes won every game based on their defense last year. And this man was their leader. He's got great football instincts. He can call the plays. Now my mock pick, B. John Robinson running back from Texas. Did I mention that I don't like running backs in the first round? The Chargers are just an incompetent organization, and it looks like they would rather trade Oskin Eckler rather than pay him something. I mean, Eckler is just basically their whole offense, man. I mean, of course, Herbert's the man, but the dude sets everything up. The good news about this pick is Bijan is special and by far the best running back in this class, but, I mean, the coaching is bad. Brandon Staley was a fool last year. He screwed up multiple games. And then Kellen Moore, coming from the Cowboys, made a bunch of bad thinking errors as well. It's just a very strange um, coaching staff here and how these guys are going to clash. I mean, the Spanos is, I don't know what they're doing there. I don't think that they make a lot of great choices, in my opinion. I mean, we'll see if Bijan turns out, but... Sign Austin Eckler. I mean, he's such a big part of your offense. And that's rare for me to say that about a running back, by the way. Number 22, Baltimore Ravens, who they should pick. This Lamar Jackson thing got really annoying. And a move here could definitely throw out the whole draft. (laughs) I know, right? Boo-hoo. But it's still, it's like maybe the Colts go after him or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's another massive trade that happens 
And there's probably going to be some big trades that happen, but this would be massive if Lamar goes. Unpopular opinion, Lamar's asking for too much after having some down years and the way he was kind of pouty at the finish of the season, everybody asking why he didn't play when they went to the playoffs. <laughs> I personally still think the exact same thing I did that week. And if you don't remember, you can all go back to that show. A big part of his MVP season was having a great NFL coach. And if you don't believe me about that, go ask Joe Flacco privately. Don't ask him in public because in public he's the greatest quarterback ever. But go ask him in private. Buy him a drink and say, are you actually any good? And he'll be like, no, I'm not. Not at all. The old L. Beckham signing makes things even weirder. And it makes even less sense because it gives Lamar more leverage, kind of. Like, now you just wasted $17 million on Odell Beckham. And if you don't have anybody to throw him the ball, then why the heck you have him? <laughs> you know? So that's very strange. I mean, I personally would say at this point, the ill will is so bad between you guys. You just give him up and draft Hendon Hooker. You know, he's my second-rated quarterback. Hennon, 69.6% accurate last year in his passes. Stepped up to the competition against Kentucky, LSU, and Alabama. In LSU. I mean, he was fantastic last year. Even though he placed, played in a Josh Heupel offense. I mean, his measurables are nice. 6'3", 217 pounds. He fits the bill. 10.5-inch hands. 54 touchdowns. 5 interceptions. But they're not going to do that, and they're going to pick Deontay Banks, cornerback from Maryland. Banks showed some good speed in the combine, running a 4.3840 at 197 pounds. He also had the second longest broad jump out of everybody at 136 inches. Now, the Ravens have not signed Marcus Peters, and so it looks like they're going to need to fill this position. But, you know, like I say, the Ravens have always thrived on their blitz packages more than their secondary to get plays done. Number 23, the Minnesota Vikings, who they should pick. The Vikings defense was terrible last year, and this team needs help all over the place. The good thing is they got busy getting some edge rushers like Marcus Davenport and five technique Dean Lowry. Patrick Peterson's now gone. They signed Byron Murphy from the Cardinals, so it kind of covers that loss. I honestly would not hate another pass rusher here like Felix Anudike Uzoma from Kansas State, 6'3", 255 pounds. He had 8.5 sacks last year and 46 tackles. He was amazing at Kansas State, if you remember. But my mock pick will be Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback from Mississippi State. Due to the playoff embarrassment they had against the Giants in the secondary, I think they go cornerback. But this kid is 6'1", 155 pounds. Needs to beef up some, but he has a 4.3540 was awesome. Uh, great combine. He's lanky, so he can kind of stretch with the larger wideouts. He can jump routes and take it to the house. I don't hate this pick. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes is a, a potential good player in the NFL, possibly great. Let's move on to number 24, Jacksonville Jaguars. Who they should pick. You know, it must be nice to have just few needs and many options. The Jaguars could have had a better pass defense last year, but all in all, they did quite well versus some of the big boys. 
the Jags fill a need with receiver just by having Calvin Ridley back on the team. I have to imagine that he's betting on himself this year instead of other NFL games. That's terrible. (laughs) Jameson Williams probably should have talked to him a little bit. But I got to tell you, you know, the Jaguars are close. I mean, Evan Ingram's missing OTAs, but according to Trent Belke, they're close to getting something done. Um, a lot of corners already flew off the board here, so maybe they wait until the second round to get a corner and instead go with a guy like Isaiah Foskey, 6'5", 264 pounds from Notre Dame. This kid has the size, strength, and great speed, 4.5840 to be great in the next level, especially on a 4-3 defense. He can definitely play that end position there. My mock pick, though, is going to be Kelly Ringo, cornerback from Georgia. I mean, this is getting repetitive, but the Jaguars will probably go corner, being that they had troubles in coverage last year. Ringo's 6'2", 207-pound, hard-hitting back, ran a 4-3-6-40, and you got to love that it's from Georgia. Number 25, the New York Giants, who they should pick. The G-men were much worse against the run than they were against the pass last year. The good news is that they signed a linebacker and a defensive tackle in free agency. I'm still scratching my head over the Kadarius Tony trade, to be honest with you. But I have to think that the Giants are going to want to replace a few guys. They lost guard Nick Gates and center Joe Fel- John uh, Feliciano to free agency. So I would say like go with Peter Skoronsky from Northwestern. The kid is a top prospect in some draft boards. He can play tackle or guard depending upon what is needed. So I like him next. But my mock pick is going to be Steve Avilia, guard from TCU. Steve did a wonderful job run blocking and at pass protection for the Frogs. At 6'4", 332 pounds, this kid can bench press a cow, can probably eat it afterwards. And in 515 pass-blocking snaps, he allowed zero sacks. So, yeah, the kid is good. So, it's not like I hate the pick. I just think that uh, Skronsky might be a little bit more versatile than Avilia. Number 26, the Dallas Cowboys. Who they should pick. If I am a Cowboys fan, I already know the clock is ticking to potentially win a championship with Dak Prescott. The good news for the Cowboys is that they didn't lose a whole bunch to free agency, but they will need to fill a hole at left guard with Connor McGovern heading to Buffalo and tight end with Schultz leaving to Houston. Both of these position groups are pretty deep, at least in the draft, so I think that stuffing the run should take precedence. I'm going to go back to Keanu Benton, from Wisconsin. He is the best bet for Dem boys this year. There's going to be some pretty good rushing with Saquon Barkley for the Giants with just the Eagles and the way they run the ball and played rugby, as you saw all through the playoffs. And Washington, they can be a good running team too. Mock pick is not going to be that. It's going to be Mozzie smith Notes tackle or defensive tackle for Michigan. I don't mind this pick. He's pretty high up there. 
The Cowboys only rank 22nd in opponent rushing yards per game. So this will help. Many folks have the Cowboys going for a third tight end here from the draft. That would kind of screw me up a little bit. I just don't see the need to reach for one this early because there's lots of tight ends in this draft that grade out well. So instead of getting the tight end to replace Schultz, when you already have Ferguson, I would say go with Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle for Michigan. Number 27, the Buffalo Bills, who they should pick. This is probably the easiest one to predict, and I might actually bet that the Bills pick a linebacker. I'm guessing it's pretty juiced, and I'm going to pull up the odds right now since we're talking about that team draft specials. That would be the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills first position picked in the draft. Wow, linebacker's actually third at plus 275. Wide receiver's at plus 200. Defensive line edge is plus 250. Linebacker plus 275. Hmm, That might be some value there because I think they go with uh, Jack Campbell from Iowa. Like I recommend, he's my next guy up. I mean, they need to fill the position that they lost to the Bears. Tremaine Edmonds, total beast. I thought Edmonds and Roquan Smith were the best linebackers in their draft class. Funny how the Bears drafted Roquan. And I would have been fine with Edmonds. And now they ended up signing Edmonds. I guess they had to pay either one of them anyway. So it's the biggest hole in their team, in my opinion. I mean, they still have digs there. I mean, for receiver. Now, unfortunately, Beasley turned out terrible last year when he came back late. Not the same thing with him as, I guess, what Gronk did. Right? But, uh, yeah, Tremaine Edmonds was the biggest loss that they have. You know, I'm going to pull up their depth chart here and take a look at some of their receivers. Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir, who was pretty good last year. I mean, they could use a wide receiver. Deontay Harty is kind of next on the depth chart there. Trent Sherfield. But why do that when you can get one later? So, in my opinion, they need the linebacker, but my mock pick, and I think the one they go with, is Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. Simpson, Simple solution to clear a hole that needs to be filled, like a big hole. 6'2", 235 pounds. Probably my next guy after Jack Campbell is Simpson. He was a beast at Clemson, ran a fast 4'4", 340 at the Combine. This kid could turn out to be all pro material, so I like him. He's just a little bit small. 235 pounds, where now Jack Campbell is uh, 250 pounds at 6'5". Number 28, the Cincinnati Bengals, who they should pick. Everyone's talking like the Bengals need a tight end. Like they really need a tight end in the first round. Well, maybe you don't notice this, but they don't throw to their tight ends. So why would they waste a big pick on a tight end if they don't throw to them that much? You know, have you not noticed that? (laughs) It really hurt them when Boyd got hurt. In the play uh, in the playoffs last year, that that slot receiver is important to the Bengals, but tight ends not. So I beg to differ. I I don't believe it. And uh, they're going to look for somebody else. And they also did sign Irv Smith from the Vikings. Losing Von Bell at safety could hurt some. And Eli Apple isn't re-signed at corner. 
I think the Bengals should grab the best safety in this draft in Brian uh, Branch because they lost Von Bell. And uh, he's six foot, 190 pounds from Alabama, graded out as the top safety by most uh, draft graders. Mock pick. I'm actually going to go with Brian Breesy, it's a tackle from Clemson. Now, the Bengals were only like 29th in sacks last year. And yeah, yeah, they're, they're bad at sacks. Uh, 30th, 31st, 32nd, yep, 29th. And so I think that they try to fix that a little bit. And they instead draft a safety later in the draft since, you know, Branch is a top guy, but if they can't get him, they kind of drop off a little bit after that for most draft board rankings. Just CBS here has the next safety after Branch in jail, Skinner at 57. So if Branch is not available, I think they go with some way to get to the quarterback. Breesy had a good combine running a 4.8640, showing some NFL quickness. He was hurt some last year, but he had a great freshman season, tore an ACL in the sophomore season, came back a little bit last year and got hurt. But he's going to need some work, but he's got just so much talent, and he can become an amazing player, and he's got the size to fit the 4-3 scheme, so that's where I like him there. Um, New Orleans Saints, this is via that crazy Denver-Miami-San Francisco trade, if you remember. The Saints come in with a new look as Derek Carr is going to hit the keys to their car in 2023. But the Saints turn over their defensive line in free agency. It's kind of strange to see. It's like all, they just shuffled all the guys out and just brought a bunch of new guys in in free agency. But they have to fix their offensive line, only ranking 30th last season. And when I say 30th, I'm just talking about kind of reputable rankings in general. Uh, lineups rank some 30th. But anyways... I think that they have to admit that they screwed up with Trevor Penning, drafting him from an FCS school in Northern Iowa. You know, I say to go for Anton Harrison from Oklahoma, 6'4", 315 pounds. This kid can block. Uh, He only allowed one sack in 425 pass-blocking attempts. So I think that... They should definitely go with the Oklahoma kid here and Anton Harrison. But my mock pick is going to be Peter Skaronsky because he's ranked a lot higher in most mock drafts. I'm, I like Peter Skaronsky because he's versatile. He can play guard or offensive tackle. So don't mind him. They already got Ramcheck on the right. They're going to have to replace probably some guards later, but maybe there's a chance that, you know, Penning should actually plays better this year I don't know but if that's the case Skaronsky can play guard at 6'4 313 pounds a kid can bench press an oversized hog but he needs to work on his speed in general number 30 the Philadelphia Eagles who they should pick rumor has it that the Eagles will trade down here but I have to stay consistent this team Needs a linebacker to fill the TJ Edwards loss, and they could use another good wide receiver. I would say to go with Jack Campbell again from Iowa, 6'5", 250 pounds. But if not him, Derek Hall, 6'3", 254 pounds 
from Auburn, being that I haven't used him yet. And maybe Jack Campbell's gone. Hall had 60 tackles and 6.5 sacks last year, forcing three turnovers. He fits the scheme that the Eagles are trying to do as well. So kind of like him. But my mock pick is going to be Felix Anudike Uzoma Edge from Kansas State. I don't mind this pick at all. Felix is a little slower than Derek Hall, but his production was great at 8.5 sacks and 46 tackles last year. So I'm okay with Felix here. He's a He was a beast at Kansas State. Number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, when you have Mahomes and Kelsey, you already are halfway there. The rest is pretty much gravy, right? Um, I'll take their situation any year and be happy. The Chiefs lost left tackle Orlando Brown to the Bengals and right tackle Andrew Wiley to free agency somewhere. Can't remember where that was. But while they haven't re-signed defensive ends, Frank Clark and Carlos Dunlap, it leads another hole to be filled. Because of this, I guess, go with the next 4-3 defensive end out there in Isaiah Foskey, 6'5", 265 pounds from Notre Dame. And I think that's what they do. They draft Isaiah Foskey, defensive end. This kid could be a steal here. Foskey ran a nice 4.5840 at the combine, bench pressed 34 reps of 225 pounds. Foskey has the most tackles in Notre Dame history. Sorry, the most sacks of Notre Dame history, 26.5. His tape really speaks for itself, quite possibly the biggest edge steal of the draft. So I really like Foskey um, in this draft. Well, there you have it, my friends. That is my mock draft breaking down who teams should pick or what they should do and the mock pick that I put in place to show what they might do. So in summary, I want to give you my position totals in a couple plays that we just made here at the Odds Breakers to our premium subscribers. For our position totals in the first round, we have four quarterbacks, one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers only, and five offensive linemen. Then we have 10 defensive line slash edge rushers, one linebacker, uh, six cornerbacks, and zero safeties let the games begin so in my opinion i think cornerbacks are light even at six there's been a lot of times as you notice that i mentioned that i'm going to go edge rusher or offensive lineman or another position where these teams needed a cornerback well brian branch is predicted to go in the top 20 at safety so at DraftKings, I really like the play, even though it's juiced up to minus 185, uh, number of defensive backs drafted in the first round over 5.5 for a few stars. So I think there's going to be a lot of defensive backs in this first round, even though there's not 32 picks because of the Miami debacle where they got suspended for talking to Tom Brady and, and uh, tampering before they were supposed to. So uh, 31 total picks, you have to keep that in mind. But I like them over 5.5 defensive backs. And I actually think that defense is the big thing this year. 
I like it more than offense. You know, I mean, am I short on quarterbacks at four? I don't know. Am I short on offensive line at five? I don't know. But I really think that there's over 14.5 defensive players are going to be drafted in the first round. I think it's going to be 16 defensive players um, and 15 most likely on offense. My, my mock draft actually only has 14 offensive players and 17 defense. Maybe another wide receiver goes into the first round. Maybe it is Hendon Hooker or something as a quarterback. But I just don't see another running back, even with Gibbs and other guys out there, being first round picks. You know, defense is needed bad by these teams. And I think that's going to be the focus in the first round of the draft, minus a few sexy quarterbacks in the beginning. There's just too many good corners. There's too many good edge rushers, a couple good defensive tackles. You know, there's definitely some talent there on defense. Not as ton of linebackers, but man, you know, a, you know a team's going to grab a linebacker, and uh, there's possibly even going to be a safety drafted. So I'm liking this play over 14.5 defensive players at plus 150 for one star. Get busy living or get busy dying. That's goddamn right. All right, my friends. If you need a recap of all this, the article is going to be coming out later on Tuesday on my mock draft as well after this podcast. So hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to give us any feedback, email us at info at theoddsbreakers.com. You can find us on Twitter, of course, at the odds breakers really appreciating you guys listening to this whole mock draft be prepared for a final podcast coming out on thursday morning i hope you enjoy the rest of your week and go get some winners